Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. My name is Ann Ortley, and my uh, this is Ann Ortley's weekly weather. My computer's just sending me notes. I'm like, wait, wait. Uh, and today is November 25th, 2018, and this is the weekly weather broadcast here from the bright red desk on an early Sunday morning. I debated doing it last night at 1 in the morning when I was still awake, and then I went, nah, I'll go to bed. I should have done it last night at 1 in the morning. <laughs> at any rate, welcome to the weekly weather. What we do here is we talk about the weather and what's up and how to use it in the heavens uh, as it reflects down here on Earth. And we are moving forward. Every planet in the heavens, with the exception of Mercury, is moving forward, um, which is kind of cool. It doesn't happen that often. Uh and this is this is it. Neptune went direct uh, yesterday, and he's now heading forward. Actually, Uranus is still backwards, but he's about to shift because um, he's cleaning up old business. But he's not really backwards, backwards. So um, Neptune is just stationed yesterday to go direct at 13 of Pisces, 1341 Pisces. So he's going to be moving forward. And Uranus is on a little cleanup committee energy. So he's kind of over in the corner cleaning things up. Um, working with the nodes of fate and saying, do you want that? Do you want this? Do you want that? So if you're having this desire to throw stuff away, that's Uranus. Um, Our week ahead promises to be an interesting one. Uh, The sun and Jupiter are meeting up, and what that does is it initiates our understanding of what Jupiter and Sag is going to be about. Right. So every year planets... Not every year, but Jupiter enters a new sign every year. And when the outer planets enter a new sign, um, <clears throat> that's anybody from Jupiter on, trans, the, the transpersonal, and then Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, we, and Chiron, we watch to see when the sun comes to them what they're doing. You know, what is the purpose of this next 12, this next 12 months in the case of Jupiter, uh, what is the purpose of two and a half years in the case of Saturn? So as the sun comes to the planet and illuminates it, we get an idea. So last year when the sun went into Capricorn, uh, Saturn went into Capricorn, and the two of them kind of met up, and they said, oh, this is what Saturn and Capricorn is going to be. Sometimes it happens right at the beginning of the thing, like it is this time with Jupiter. Sometimes we have to go in for a little bit, and then then we go, oh, that's what you're trying to teach me. So with this week, with the sun coming to Jupiter, what we're going to learn is why we're doing Jupiter and Sag. Now, Jupiter and Sag is one of its favorite things, one of its favorite places. He loves that sign. He's a sky god. He loves to fly high. He loves to sit on top of the mountains. Sagittarius rules mountains. He loves to travel. Sagittarius rules travel. And, of course, he's, you know, if we look in our culture, we're having... Uh, the immigration ban, people traveling, Sagittarian, to get to a foreign country, Sagittarius. We had that in the news just this last day or so. But we're all going to be looking at our journeys this next year. We're all going to be looking. Now, Sagittarius is also the higher mind. So a lot of times when the sun meets Sag, we go, you know, what I think I want to learn next is this. What I think I want to do next is, I think I want to travel here. So kind of watch for the travel lust for the learning lust, you know, I think I want to learn this new thing. So I have a student who's uh, considering changing her job, 
and she's up for an interview for this education program, which would teach her a bunch of new things so that she would then have new education so then she could apply for this new job. And she's like, it's next week. Is that good? I'm like, yeah, because son's Sag. It says, okay, you know, you're looking to learn something. Watch what you want to register for. Watch what you're interested in signing up for, travel, trip, vacations. Think about your trips next year, where you're going. I mean, I'm all excited. I'm going to Tuscany. And actually, we had some new openings uh, for the single rooms. So some people had requested single rooms, so they're available. The hotel or the, the, the winery uh, opened them up. So if you're interested, information on my website. But Sagittarius is what we're learning, what we're traveling. So this week, I sat down and I thought, okay, let me put my schedule together for next year. Where am I traveling to teach? So I put not all of them, but probably 80% of the stuff up on the website because some of it I don't have information on yet. Um, but I'm like, okay, let me put it up there so it's out there. So that's watch where you're being called. Watch where Sagittarius is inviting you to expand, learn stuff, see stuff. And as the sun comes to Sag this week, we all get an aha moment around the year's journey ahead. Okay, So this is a big week to pay attention to because this is when you find out what Sagittarius is going to be doing for you. In this last week, interestingly, in the astrology community, of which I am obviously a member, there's been a number of people that have been announced as having major health issues, I mean like senior people who project who did things. Robert Schmidt had a stroke, Project Hindsight, Donna Van Toen uh, was recently diagnosed with cancer and is in the hospital. And it, yeah, she runs a major conference here in the in the states called Soda State of the Art. Um, and she, you know, so a lot of the elders in astrology packing up their bags, you know, moving on uh, with Sun Jupiter for new teachers, new generations to step forward. Um, and watch for that to happen. So Sun Jupiter, one of my students, Annabelle Gatt, who's really a brilliant, brilliant astrologer, is organizing a conference with Broadly, which is where she works, which is going to be here in New York uh, next weekend on, on December 8th. So she's now stepping into a teacher or a leadership position, right? Watch for promotions, Sun Jupiter. Watch for getting recognized. Watch for that book you've been working on to get published. Watch for you to be recognized or to be moved into some position where you're supposed to set up a teaching, a preaching, an education, a travel, a learning, a wider, higher mind. Right? That's the energy. In the news, we had the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court <laughs> saying it's not a Trump court, a Clinton court, it's a Supreme Court. You know, we're we're not supposed to be ideological. We're supposed to be justice. Sun Jupiter, right? Watch for that energy because we have that as a as a very strong energy. And of course this is departure time. You know, we've been talking about that. The energy is pretty intense. Uh for pets, for people for shifts, stuff that's ready to roll, packing up, moving on out. And so with the nodes uh, kind of shifting, releasing things in your home, Jupiter and Vesta and the south node are really coming together. So it's releasing things in your home. Obviously, a number of people in California lost their homes. But, but as a culture, looking and saying, well, what am I releasing to allow me to go forward to grow? Part of fortune, traveling with the North Node, 
right now as we speak, as I do this this podcast, but also saying, you know, what is it you're trying to grow? Where are you trying to grow things? With Neptune stationing to go direct, he's now going to go back through Pisces. Uh, he's at 13, so he's going to continue to move. And in this week ahead, Mars is going to... Uh, come up to Neptune. So you're going to feel a little bit like you're floating. You're going to feel a little bit like you're floating along, that you're you're adrift. That's okay. That's the plan. Mars is in Pisces. It's the ocean. You're swimming. Uh, Pisces, also very tired, right? A lot of people are reporting really feeling tired, having maybe a cold or a sniffle, uh, needing to go to bed, and, and do to go to bed. Uh, there's no... Um, no valor in staying up. I had someone come the other day, and we were talking, and they said, all I want to do is sleep. And I said, well, you're a Pisces. That's what Pisces do. They sleep. She goes, but I, you know, and she is a fire goddess normally. She's got moon and Venus and fire. And she says, well, I'm a fire goddess. I'm like, well, yeah, you're a fire goddess, but, you know, when you need to retreat, you're a Pisces, and the ocean goes out. The tide goes out. So the Mars and Pisces, our energy is going to go out, and then it's going to come back in. It's not gone forever, but it is going out to the low tide, and then it comes back in for the high tide. So watch your energy fluctuations. You may find that, you know, you've got a lot of energy, and then you just sit down and you're completely exhausted, you know, and you need to go to sleep go to sleep a little earlier. So for me, I'm a night owl, so I was wide awake last night. I was cooking some stuff, and I was cleaning the kitchen, and I thought I should do the podcast. And I thought, no, no, go to bed, Ian. So then this morning, which is my hard time of the day, uh, I I was like, oh, yeah, I should have done that podcast last night, man, because I had the energy last night, and now I just want to roll over, curl back up, hang out with Remo. He's got this new habit, interestingly, in the morning, I get up to go to the bathroom, and then I get right back in bed, you know, because, like, I don't have to get up yet. And he's taken to laying on my left hip. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a side sleeper. I don't always stay that way, but I start out on the side. So I'm on my side, and he's been sitting on my hip, which is really actually very convenient because I can lie there and pet him with my left arm while I'm laying there. And he, he's happy because he's on my hip. And I'm happy because, you know, I'm petting the cat, and it's kind of nice. So that's our morning. We've turned into this new morning cuddle thing. So with that, it was very sad to get up this morning. I was like, Remo, I've got to get up and do the podcast. <laughs> so watch when you want that extra sleep. It's really, uh, it's, really, it's really desirous, you know, and it is cold. It is that little chilly thing, you know, where you want the soup and you want the pot. Mars and Pisces is soups, you know, really delicious soups. Hopefully everybody had a really nice Thanksgiving and you got through it. Uh, it was a void moon uh, that day, but the moon was in Taurus, so that was good food even if the moon was void. Um, and there were a little, you know, couple snafus with cooking or the sauce not being done or this being done ahead of time. So, you know, that kind of energy was there. This week what we have is um, we have transitions. Uh, the last week of November, November 25th, and what's going to happen? Uh, Neptune went direct, and so now we're moving forward with Neptune. And this week we have the Sun and Jupiter meeting up, which is very much a a new initiation. Us, it'll teach us what we're going to be working on with Jupiter and Sag. So really watch the news Monday and Tuesday. Um, and then the Sun meets up with Mercury, combust, which is a very strong energy of everybody thinking they're right. 
right? And that's okay. And remember, Mercury is retrograde, so he's in Sagittarius. And he continues to move backwards in Sagittarius until next weekend when he goes back into Scorpio, okay? He goes back into Scorpio on on December 1st, and Venus, who is moving direct now in Libra, she goes back into Scorpio next Sunday, okay? So we have a swirling next weekend um, when both of them shift signs. And so that's kind of the highlight of the week, the two of them shifting. One shifting into Scorpio going backwards, and the other shifting into Scorpio going forwards. Now, of course, that means they're at opposite ends of Scorpio, but that does make everything get intense, okay? So this week, while both of them are in happier signs, Venus in Libra and Mercury in Sag, a little more optimistic, a little more perky, a little more... Aha, da da, and then they both go intense on us over the weekend on the first and the second. So, kind of watch for that. And then, of course, this weekend, Advent begins and Hanukkah begins next um, Monday, the third. So, we're entering that festival of lights. We're also in a, uh, we just had a new moon last week on Thursday in Sag. And so, we're in the growth phase, you know, new to full, everything grows a little better. So this is a pretty optimistic week, if if a bit opinionated, because of that Sun-Jupiter, uh, Sun-Mercury energy. Remember, Sagittarius can be opinionated. Uh, it's, a, it's an opinionated sign. It knows best, even if you don't agree with it. It thinks it's perfect in every way, because it's a fire sign, you know. Not necessarily... Um, self-examining but opinionated and they look at stuff and they go well i think this is the vision so watch for the vision watch for vision inspirations this week especially the beginning of the week then the end of the week it gets intense again right like because we're everything the the two of the more important personal planets are in scorpio venus for past three right so she's still talking to her ghost till the end of the month right she's she doesn't leave her shadow until mid-month and Mercury, of course, is retrograde until the 6th when he goes direct, which is another week. So we're talking to your ghosts. And you will have them. I have a lot of clients reporting the ghosts returning, people from your past, people that you knew, people that you hadn't heard from in a while. Uh, last night I was on Facebook and I found out uh, one of my friends had killed himself last December. I'm like, well, that explains why they never answered my emails all year. Um and you know, you know, you kind of, I didn't, I mean, I didn't know. So I finished reading that and then thought, you know, I need to maybe email a couple people that know this person. Um, and I got on my email and they had emailed me or, you know, did you know? And I said, no, I just read it like 10 minutes ago on Facebook. And uh, partner had her partner had not posted it uh, till today. So it was kind of, you know, kind of shocking but at the same time, um, I, it was strangely, uh, it, it hit in a kind of a strange way, you know. Uh, so that it's kind of an interesting week for news, for hearing information from your ghosts or from people from your past. And also because of the Sag energy, a lot of times uh, Mercury, Sun, Sag, people want to share information that they maybe didn't share before. So that's also a really, it's really an important time to listen to people even if you don't believe them or even if you don't agree with them, right? 
uh, listen to what they have to say because people are are communicating in an important way. There's two mystic rectangles in the sky. So when we have mystic rectangles, we often have fated events, F-A-T-E-D. Fortunately, they're not uh, particularly violent fated events, so these should be good fated events where you get an invitation or you get a... Um, lately, we've had a lot of violent ones, as you know, with the shootings. But these are nice ones. These tend to be a little more, oh, okay, let's all work together. Let's kind of see what we want to see where we want to go. So the one mystic rectangle uh, is with the Moon, uh, Ceres, Saturn, and Uranus, and the other one is with is a little slower moving. Is with um, Vesta, Juno, North Node, and Sun. So it's what do you need to partner with, to nurture, to create, to move yourself forward. What's, what helps to support your vision? And the other one is what do you need to get rid of? What do you need to let go of? What do you need to say, okay, that's finished, I'm kind of done with that, and I'm ready to release it. It's not really nurturing me the way it used to, so I'm going to let it go. So kind of watch for that energy kind of operating in the sky. Uh, or in your environment. Um, okay, let's do moons and see what they are. We'll see what the moons hold for us this week. Okay, last week of November, right now, today, the moon's in Cancer with a hard-closing aspect. Uh, today, Sunday, Monday, and then it goes uh, it goes out of Cancer with a square to Aries on the 27th. So, um, you know, kind of surprising or shocking news last night, you know, that my, my friend had killed herself. Um, and, and you know, she did have periods of time where she would kind of disappear, so it wasn't, I didn't think of it as particularly uh, unusual, um, which, you know, then you kind of go, yeah, you know, this is part of the story, you know, where where are you? For some reason, I've been thinking about that a lot, like my parents' friends, uh, you know, the people I grew up with on the street, like, what happened to Mr. Gadosh? You know, what happened to the Brimmers? the people that were part of your childhood. Again, again, Mercury retrograde and Venus retrograde, you know, the people that formed you when you were younger and were part of your history and your story, especially when you when you celebrate holidays because that kind of brings up the old old memories of previous times. So with the Mercury and the Mar and the Venus going into Sag in in happy signs this week, but going into Scorpio next week we can anticipate a little bit of intensity around those feelings. And they're going to be working with Neptune and Mars going direct in Pisces, so they're going to have a little more of an emotional charge. Okay, um, Okay, back to the moons. Anyway, so the moon on Monday has got a hard closing aspect. Even though the sun and Jupiter are meeting and they're forming a, a union and they're saying this is the, this is what we're changing, but moon in Cancer is kind of sensitive emotionally, and then that square to Uranus kicks it off. That also means it squares the nodes, making you have a choice, and uh, kind of giving you rocking dreams the morning of the 27th. Uh, in terms of the busy days this week, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday are the busy days. The weekend has the turbulence of change, but not so busy, but just changing. Then on Tuesday, the 27th, the moon goes into Leo bright and early in the morning, 3.35, and it's in Leo all day Tuesday, all day Wednesday, and it goes void at 4.46 in the morning, again, Eastern time, on Thursday morning, and that void is with the trine to Uranus, so it's a fire trine, 
uh, Moon and Leo, trining Uranus and Aries, kicking up the fire energy. Lot of a lot of potency that day, on Tuesday and on Thursday. Wednesday is kind of quiet. Um, then the moon is void for a couple hours, and it goes into Virgo at 6.08 in the morning on Thursday. It's in Virgo on Thursday, which is a super busy day. A lot of stuff scheduled for Thursday. And then Friday, moon in Virgo. Uh, again, that one's a little more separative or a little more, oh, wow, I didn't see that coming. And then the moon goes void at 9.34 in the morning on Saturday the 1st, and it goes void with a sextile to Mercury. So Moon and Virgo sextiling Mercury is actually nice, right? And Mercury, right before it does that sextile, goes into Scorpio. So we have an earth and water sextile, which is productive, but prior to that, Mercury is in uh, Sagittarius moving backwards. Um, then, moon, a couple minutes later, on Saturday morning, 9.49 a.m., the Moon goes into Libra, and it's in Libra Saturday and Sunday, and it goes void with an opposition on the 16th on the 3rd at 1.16 p.m., halfway through Monday the 3rd. So a lot of uh, tough energy this weekend, the 1st and the 2nd. So just kind of know it's a bubbly, burbly, kind of crabby. Moon opposite Uranus is separating, breaking up, leaving, departing, right? And then the 1st, moon Mercury goes back into Scorpio retrograde. It's intense. And then Venus goes into Scorpio, going direct. And then on Sunday, we also have the Sun square Mars, or Mars square the Sun. Mars and Pisces square the Sun in Sag, which is kind of a fighting energy. So a lot of breakups next weekend, the first and the second. Breakdowns, breakthroughs, or departures, right? Because when we have that turbulent energy, both planets into Scorpio, that's, you know, Scorpio, we love Scorpios. I've got a lot of planets in Scorpio myself, but that's a lot of times departures for people. So if you've got folks that are kind of hanging on by a, a whisper, uh, that weekend has got a lot of turbulent activity for people leaving. Um, all right, so next we are going to look at the aspects for the week. And I, I do encourage you with this. You know, I'm, I'm still processing my friend uh, killing herself, and I, you know, I, it, it's like in a weird, it's in a really weird space. Um, the energy is you, you acknowledge it, you see it, you feel it, and then you kind of go, and, and what am I supposed to do with that, right? And so that can be a little unclear, right? Because the planets are in signs where they're not really, they're not really clear yet. And so honor the fact that the clarity can be missing that you're working with this energy, but you're kind of in a space of, I don't know how I'm supposed to handle that. I mean, obviously, you know, uh, awareness of sadness, but also there's there's something else underneath that isn't clear. And so allow that to kind of float along under the surface until it wants to come up. Remember, Mars and Neptune are swimming together. This week I was looking at the movies in the month ahead, and we have Aquaman coming, right? Mars, Neptune, the fight for, you know, the undersea people are going to come and attack the land people. Um, he's kind of a good-looking guy, actually, from the trailers, although it looks a little too violent for me to go to. But Mars, Neptune is that stuff kind of under the surface, you can feel it there, but you can't name it. You don't really have words for it. 
um, how do you how do you get to it, right? You know, it just and so what you kind of do is you let it there and you kind of watch it. You know, you kind of look for a fish in the water, and then kind of follow the fish with your eye, with your vision, with with what's going to happen, right? Um, so at any rate, you know, just honor that it's a burbly week. I guess that's the best way to say it. So the sun this week runs from three Sag to ten Sag, um, and it meets up with Jupiter, as we already talked about, on the 26th. And then it meets up with Mercury, which is everybody, everybody's best friend, because we all think we know everything and we're right, on, on the 27th. That's kind of an opinionated day. Don't try and even argue with them, because... They're not going to change their mind. You're not going to change your mind. Um, and then we go forward with um, the biquintile to Uranus on the 27th, which is kind of a gift of understanding and seeing things. The emotional burble, the seeing the fish, the understanding what's going on below the surface, that's going to happen on the 28th, with 29th rather, with the sun and Saturn in a blind spot at energy. So you may be a little surprised. And then the sun with Ceres right after that. Uh, so the two of them are kind of forming an interesting configuration of, wow, this is the structure and how do we nurture it? There's a little bit of energy and kind of a mad, angry energy with the sun sesquiquadrate Eris on the 30th. And then there is a interesting and very hard aspect on, on the 2nd uh, with the sun parallel Pluto and square to Mars. So that is kind of a war aspect. I don't think it's necessarily a shooting, but it's kind of a deep emotional um deep emotional process where people are very passionate about things. As we mentioned before, Mercury's retrograde is going from seven Sag to twenty nine uh Scorpio, moving backwards. And he has a square to Mars on the twenty sixth, which is a little bit of a argument about things. Not bad. He meets up with the nodes on the 26th, so pay attention to who you meet around 3 o'clock in the afternoon because uh, they can be important to your future or they can be people that are going to connect you to people. Uh, adjust that for time zone, so that would be noon in California. The middle of the business day, that Monday. Monday is a busy day. Then we have Mercury entering uh, Jupiter, as we mentioned before, on the 27th. Uh, meeting up with Jupiter uh, on the 27th, which is, um, you know, knowledge about what we're working with here and why we're working with it. And then, of course, he goes back into Scorpio on the 1st. And then in Scorpio, he has a he has a crabby aspect to um, to Uranus and to Venus. So this is, again, a breakup aspect next weekend, the 1st and the 2nd. I often, it's a little bit of a cynical part of me, I do have a lot of Venus. I have Venus in Scorpio. I can be a little cynical on occasion. And, you know, it's kind of like, okay, you're going to break up with him, break up with him at the beginning of the month so you don't have to buy him a present, right? So <laughs> that's that first and second. But it also is an awareness of what do you want to do for the holidays, what's your vision of where you're going. So this is kind of the adjustment of plans day, that first and second. Venus, of course, is moving clear of her shadow. She's still in the shadow, but she's in Libra, and she's going into from 26 Libra to 0 Scorpio. Um, and she has a hard aspect with the nodes of fate on, on Tuesday the 28th, where she's talking to them and inviting them to make choices. 
And of course, she's in Libra, so she's saying, do you want to restrict this? Are you going to act out of fear? Or are you going to act towards how growth works? Of course, that's the precursor to the breakup aspect on the weekends. So whatever happens on the 28th, that's what's going to trigger the, the breakup. So if you're sitting there on the weekend kind of scratching your head going, so like, what just happened here? That Venus square the nodes, that, that, that 28th, that's what, that's what happened. Okay, so watch for that. should happen around noon uh, Eastern time, but it could happen a little earlier. And it might have happened in the morning. There might have been something that went down in the morning that was a little wounding. Then we get to Venus opposite Uranus on the 30th. Ba-boom, ba-boom, I'm out of here. You can't make me stay. You know, walk out that door. Play all those breakup songs, you know. I thought I'd told you to go away. Um, and then Sun goes into Scorpio where we kind of, or Venus goes into Scorpio where we kind of nurse our wounds and go, wow. They, rah, 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 rah. And, uh, you know, just, you know, the phone will ring on the weekend and you'll be going, okay, I got it. Uh, Mars, trying series, and a good opportunity to kind of clean out the refrigerator and get the food in order uh, this week uh, as he trines series in the sign of transformation. And then he has a nice sextile to Saturn on the 27th, on uh, Tuesday the 27th, which allows him to get work done. A uh, little bit spoiling for a fight, Mars is, on the 28th, but frustrated in his fighting energy, not necessarily able to get a get a good get a good wind on that so watch if people are trying to pick a fight with you on the 27th they're just doing it so they can break up with you on the weekend (laughs) and watch who wants to fight with you and who you want to fight with because maybe you really want to break up with them and by break up i mean be in relation in the same fight you don't have to break up with them forever but you don't you want to change the relationship um jupiter aspects the nodes of fate on uh, the third Aha, freedom, a freedom, freedom. And so, of course, we get to the third. That's after the breakup of the weekend. And then uh, Saturn uh, is nurturing things and saying, okay, how are we working with our partners? He's in the sesquiquadrate to Juno. Again, a breakup aspect, and that's on the 30th. And Uranus squares Vesta on the 29th, you know, figuring out where you're going to live after you break up with them. A lot of breakup energy, as I mentioned before. Chiron is also trine to the North Node uh, on the 2nd, which is um, the wound. Now remember, sometimes, you know, I, I remember at one point when I was younger, one of my friends who's really smart was, we were listening to someone talk about their breakup. And she kind of looked at them and she goes, well you know you're kind of happy about it. And the person kind of looked at her with this, like, what? Like a little, but a little mischievous, right? That kind of, well, yeah, maybe I am a little happy about it. So kind of watch for that. You know, watch for what you're happy about with the breakup. Because this person may be restricting you, or this situation may be restricting you from moving forward. And by breakup, that means you can get fired, too. We're not just talking romance. We're talking things that you're in relationship with. Um, And Vesta hitting the nodes of fate on the 27th kind of supports that you need to figure out what the housing situation is. And as on on the 1st, she goes into a new sign. Vesta goes into a new sign, which is changing your home and hearth. So on that note, the British lady told me I'm out of time, so I'm going to sign off and wish you all a great week and catch up next week after the big breakup 
and, of course, the aha moment. Now, sometimes with this Sun-Jupiter, you get a great job offered at the beginning of the week, which means you have to move, and that's why you're breaking up on the weekend. Yeah, you see how it works? So it's initiation, new place, want this, and then what do I have to change or break up with to get there or shift? Maybe break up is too hard a word. Maybe um, move in the focus of my life, move it to a different corner, move it to a different shelf. But it also can just be plain old breakup because you don't want to buy them a Christmas present. And at that note, or a Hanukkah present because Hanukkah is next week. Um, at any rate, have a great week, and I will talk to you all uh, in a week. Bye.